Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural. No pesticides. No artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020, KDK. Man, do we have a great hour coming up and a very special guest that Doug and Jess will tell you about in a moment. But please go to TribLive.com. Love that paper. Love what they do. But more importantly, I know how much you all love them. So if it's a question, and the weather is cooperating, though it snows in a couple of days. So if you have a question about what you're thinking about doing this spring in the garden or around the house, all you need to do is call us at 866-391-1020, Dollar Bank Instant Access, KDKRadio.com, or you can text both of them at the right automotive text line, the same number, 866-391-1020, the best deal in town. Here they are, Doug and Jess. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Doug Oster from EverybodyGardens.com and the Tribune Review. And I'm horticulturist Jessica Walliser. And how about that weather? It was so nice out yesterday that Jessica's sore from working in the garden. Uh, what, <laughs> tell me everything you did. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, I worked in the garden from about 9 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. And that was the first, like, really serious, hardcore, full day of gardening. And I'm glad That's I've like been... That's like a job. <laughs> I am glad, right? I'm glad did I've been... Did you get a lunch break? ...doing yoga. I did. And actually, I did take John super quick to the mechanics to get one. He had a flat tire, so to get one of his tires... He actually texted me. He said, I never heard Bones Creek like that before. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It was... Uh, I'm a little bit sore today. But all those months of yoga have all helped. All right, all right. Be a little more flexible than I usually am this time of year, but I got lots of stuff done. I mean, I still hadn't cut down my ornamental grasses. Some of them I had. I still have a couple more left. Let me put that on my list. Okay, go ahead. Yep, on. yep. <laughs> I I did go ahead and clean up my perennials uh, in the back section uh, of the garden. Yeah, I'll put that on my list. I cleaned up the vegetable garden. <laughs> am I allowed to take all my stuff out now? My... Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Because the temperatures are. This is. I mean, this is mid-April. Okay, so, this so I can is cut perfect. down all the perennials I left up, yep. up per your instructions. Yep, yep. You can clean. Clean things out now really good. Get the vegetable garden cleaned up. Uh, you know, I, I know I, yours I, is pretty cleaned up to begin with. I, I, I would, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm busy today. I, I've got oh. to be out at the Murraysville Home Show at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, oh. I'd be working in the garden all day. Hey, this is a, can I just interject something if you don't mind? I was just driving yesterday morning. It's like 3 o'clock. Wow, I'm, really? Oh, sorry. I don't have the chauffeur anymore. <laughs> they took him. Listen, so I'm, I'm driving to work at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going by that magical place that is the old economy village. And I said, you know... Should be about time for Doug to be visiting, and lo and behold, there it is. Oh, that's right. That's a big deal. Now, uh, that's next Saturday. Uh, the Old Economy Village, every year I do their spring garden workshop. Now, they have, including me, one, two, three, four, five speakers. Uh, besides me, I'll be talking all about container gardening, something that Jessica uh, is close to your heart, container gardening. Uh, Cynthia, pa Cynthia Pagish from the Penn State Master Gardeners will be talking about wild edibles. Zach Ruskin will be talking about hops and brewing. Now, there's a there's something I can get behind. Yeah, I was going to say, that's good. <laughs> Linda Thomas uh, talk, doing a historic cooking demonstration, yeast and hops. And then my friend Dean Sylvester, the historic horticulturalist there, will be doing a garden tour. You get three meals also. And then I'm having a big party at the end where I'm going to cook for you. 
It's only 40 bucks for members, 50 bucks for non-members all day. What time does it start, Doug? It uh, starts about 9 in the morning. And goes till when? Uh, probably 3 or 4. Neat. Uh, yeah, just all day. And, you know, I... I, one of the reasons I do this is because I think Old Economy Village is, is a, a very special place, and this is their fundraiser. And so I would love for you to come. Uh, we have just a wonderful day there, and you can find out all the information at oldeconomyvillage.org. That's good for you. That's a great event, and that's a wonderful place. I love that place. I love that place. And uh, Dean Sylvester, the historic horticulturalist there, it's just what he does. I mean, you know, big compost piles and beautiful vegetable garden, beautiful flower garden. That's one of those places where people just go, you know, I went in the third grade from, you know, when I was in school. But you should go back because uh, it is a, it is a, just a, a very uh, important historic location. All right. Listen, we're going to take 10th caller right now to win a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles, 412-922-1020. Folks already lining up to talk to Doug and Jess. We'll come back, take your phone calls next, KDK Radio. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. Hey, congratulations uh, to Maida from Brentwood, winner of that certificate from Sorgles. We've got that one from Janoski's coming up in a little bit. And the world tour of Doug continues for the spring of 2018. Yes, yes. Today I'll be at the Murraysville Home Show at 2 p.m. talking gardening and giving away lots of free seeds courtesy of John Sheeper's Kitchen Garden Seeds. I've got these cool collections of like... Uh, uh, direct sow vegetables, direct sow flowers, really good stuff. That is at the Murraysville Sports Zone on School Road in Export. A little later on, we've got a great guest, John Harrison, the Vice President of Marketing for Espoma, one of our favorite companies, is going to be here right after the 7.30 break. And, Rob, are there any callers? There are some callers. Let's get to them right now. By the way, if you want to join Doug and Jess today, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank, Instant Access, kdkradio.com. Here's Gene in Pittsburgh. Good morning, Gene. Welcome to KDK Radio. Good morning, um, my question is about my azalea bushes. The uh, deer ate all the leaves off of them, and um, I'm just concerned about what I should do to care for those. Uh, uh, I hear, I gotta, hear you, sister. I, I, I gotta hate those deer. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're my azaleas yeah. in the same, wherever they can reach to, you know. And mm-hmm. I it, about. Three in the morning last night, I realized I left the gate open to the vegetable garden. So I'll see what car- carnage is left in there. All oh. my all my peas oh. are all my peas are up. What else do I have in there? All sorts of stuff, radishes. And... Well, it's not going to be there anymore if we'll one see. got in there. Because we'll boy, see. oh boy, yeah, yeah. So for you, I think that um, it will come back if it's just one year of feeding like that. A lot of times they will relief. So I would expect that to happen on your plant probably within the next couple of weeks here. Now, where you get into big trouble is if it's defoliated for a few years in a row. That's when you can really start to see branch dieback, decline in the health of the shrub. But really only one year like that with an azalea, it typically will relief. Uh, and you won't have any blooms this year because obviously they ate the blooms off. Um, right. You know, but you can yeah, sacrifice one year's that. bloom. Yeah. So it, I will, would... it will relief, and which is a relief. Okay. <laughs> How about so some fertilizer, Jess? Yeah, well, the one thing Doug just brought up, which I was going to mention as well, is that um, it is a good time to go ahead and fertilize that plant. And you want to use, because it is an azalea, an acid-specific granular fertilizer. The one that we usually recommend is called Hollytone. I do use that. Perfect. Yeah. So this would be a spring that you would definitely want to go ahead and fertilize that plant with it. Hollytone from a spoma.
There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Rich in Crafton. Hey, Rich, how are you? Welcome to KDK Radio. I'm doing good. Hey, hey guys, we still miss you out there at Giant Eagle. You should try getting out to the malls or somewhere where we can see you a little more easily. Well, we would like to do that. We miss everybody, too. We'll figure something out. And, uh, Stand on the street corner and uh, give away flowers? I haven't had it, but my neighbors are complaining about the little tiny ants and spiders everywhere. Is there anything naturally you can do without using the bug spray? Yes, yes. Love your ants and love your spiders. I, I got kitty cats. I'm always worried about putting uh, powders on or something, thinking they're going to get in and get sick with it or whatever. Yeah, so. are you talking about in the house or out in the yard? Oh, they're right along the door, the, uh, the doorsteps of coming into the house and the windows and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, because outside, I mean... <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, right. Sometimes we, uh, you know, hear people complain about ants and spiders and insects outside, and frankly, that's where they belong. That's their territory, not ours, so we should leave them be. But as far as when they get into the house, yeah, you do have to be careful, and you obviously, especially since you have pets or if you had kids, not for your own health as well, you want to avoid using any, um, you know, harsh products. There are... Um, there's an organic, and I'm, the name is escaping me right now, but it's based on mint oil, and it's an organic ant stop product that you would actually spray on the threshold of your door like that, right down at ground level, um, and that would sort of form a... Um, a barrier for them, a sensory barrier that they wouldn't cross over and come into the house if you can find the point where they're coming in. Um, uh-huh. You know, another thing that works, which is kind of silly, is a little strip um, that you put down with your finger of petroleum jelly because they get stuck in it and they can't okay. cross over. And that's not a big deal with pets. Um, and in fact, one time my dog there ate something and we fed him. Oil. Somebody yeah. mentioned lavender oil. I don't know if that... Uh... I have not tried that myself, and I don't know of any studies or products based on it, but um, it's certainly something that would not hurt uh, to you to spray and just see if that would help as well. EcoSmart? EcoSmart. That's what it is. EcoSmart is the spray that oh, you Oh, I use. knew I'd remember. And I actually have some of that at home because we did last year have some ants coming in to get, then they were trying to access the cat food. And so we put down a little barrier of that where they were coming in. I didn't pretty remember. Well. I looked it up on you my phone. You looked it up. I know you What about it. yellow jackets in the ground? They're starting to come on now. Yeah, they are. In fact, we were seeing some paper wasps yesterday, and yellow jackets are a type of paper wasp, but yellow jackets build their nest underground, not up in the trees like the big How brown big is that wasp. nest underground? Is it a big it's nest? It's as big as the hornet ones wow. that are up in the trees. Yeah, and it does depend on how big the cavity. They usually will like build a nest inside of an old rodent burrow or groundhog burrow or something like that. Um Really, if they're in a place that you are not going to be going, so you're not going to regularly, you know, if they're in the woods or in the back of your property, you're not going to access it on a regular basis. It's really not worth doing anything about. Just avoid that area. They, the insects get aggressive in the fall because they know they're going to die because they all die at the end except for the fertilized queens. So, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about them too much unless they're somewhere that you need to go in and out your door or something like that. And then what? what we, what's an organic control for something like that? I would that? actually always, in the case of hornets and what we call ground bees, which are actually the yellow jackets, I would always suggest calling a professional in to take care of them because they can uh, maybe be our, really aggressive. Our friend Steve is a bee expert from bee control. He yes. can do it. Yeah. Yep. All righty. Thanks All right. a lot. Thank you. Well... What else did you do in your garden there, Joe? Well, you know, one thing we should talk about, Doug, which we mentioned briefly um, off air here, and that is that right now the forsythia are blooming. Mm-hmm. So if you are 
a, a lawn fan, let's say. A lawnaholic. A lawnaholic, and you like to have your perfect green lawn, and you don't want to deal with crabgrass in your lawn or other annual weeds, right now is the perfect time to put down an organic pre-emergent herbicide that keeps the weed seeds from germinating like crabgrass. And the organic version are based on corn gluten meal. And there's a bunch of out there. We like, um, here we are again with the Spoma. Um, they have a weed preventer, one that is based on uh, corn gluten meal. This is the time to do it, right? When the it, forsythia are in. It's really them. interesting how it works, you know, and it's great to have uh, an organic pre emergent, but it just stops the seeds from sprouting. If you have existing dandelions, it's not going to stop that weed, but any dandelion seeds that are there uh, won't, well, they sprout, but then they can't. Uh, right, they die do their thing. soon after germinating, right. So why now? Why do we have to put that on now? Well, because the temperature, the soil temperature, there's a certain threshold soil temperature that's required for crabgrass and a lot of other um, warm season weeds to begin to germinate. And so when we put down this barrier of corn gluten meal, which is it's a granular form and it's sprinkled on the soil, it's broadcast over the lawn. And when we put that down, that forms that sort of impenetrable mat or barrier at the soil surface that does dehydrate those little seedlings as soon as they germinate. So you can't do it. You can't put it down and then sow something. So you can't put it down and then sow grass seed because it will also keep the grass seed from germinating. One way I like to use it, I mean, we it's mostly used for lawns, but just think of putting some bean seeds in and then as soon as they sprout... Now you could put a little corn gluten meal around there if you were worried about any annual weeds sprouting. Uh, you just got to be careful how you use it and understand how it works. Yeah, and I know people that use it in their perennial beds right. and in their shrub beds as well. So if you're not going to be growing anything from seed and you want to prevent weed seeds from germinating, you can use that corn gluten how meal long, in any area. How long should you wait if you want to put some grass seed down after you've already put down some corn gluten meal to stop any weeds from g coming up? When can you put grass seed This would be a good question for the guy from Espoma, but as far as what I've read, it's about six weeks. That you want to separate the two by about six weeks so that it won't affect the germination of the grass seed. Um, and and that the timing is really critical because it's soil temperature and it's air temperature, and so you want to time it just right. And then actually you should do a second application in the fall because that's when you get the maximum yeah, weed control. There's some tests that say it's yeah. very effective when you do that spring, fall, spring, fall, right? Exactly, yep. Yep, exactly. So it's a, it's a great product, um, and it is really effective, and there's some great studies on it and research, which you know me being the giant science nerd, I really like to have we, that back. We rely on you for that. For my science nerdiness. Yes, well, yes, thank you. Yes, thank yes. you very much for that. Hey, I was thinking of you. Uh, one of the articles that I had for the trip was um, uh, different varieties of basil. And I was writing about like some of the Thai basils and cinnamon basils and lime and all that kind of stuff. And it made me think about, and you're doing your container talk. Is that where you have to grow basil? Because you really don't have much sun in your vegetable garden. No, it does okay in the vegetable does garden. It really? I grow, uh, I'm really obsessed with the uh, large leaf varieties. I love the like lettuce leaf, and mm -hmm. I've got uh, some kind of mammoth Italian or something. It's in the greenhouse sprouted. Oh, and our uh, Mexican sunflowers are sprouted. Uh, yellow torch is sprouted. That's exciting. Uh, but yeah, that it does okay in the garden. Not as good as as you would want it to if you had full sun. But mm -hmm. yeah, and I keep it going. And I'm always doing like two or three crops because I get the basil downy mildew. That sometimes. was what I was going to ask. Do the, those large leaf varieties that you grow, I mean, I think they're super susceptible. All of the sweet basil, except for one or two bread resistant varieties, I think most of them do end up with uh, 
with basil downy milk, which Bed- is a real shame. I was at Bedner's yesterday doing a talk, and I got a nice walk through the greenhouse uh, with Mr. Bedner. Oh, oh man. And they had uh, basil, like tricolor basil, just in a pot. So it just, the seed comes that way. And so you got a purple, a green, and probably a big variety, too, in there in one little container. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun to, to go through the greenhouses, that's for sure. I'm looking forward, uh, after we come back uh, from the 730 break, to talk to John Harrison. He's the vice president of marketing for Espoma. Gosh, we go way back with Espoma, Jess. Yes, I we mean, do. Mine, I go back to the 70s, 1970s, Rob, not 1870s. But, yeah, we'll talk to him when we come back. I go back to the 1870s. <laughs> I bet you do. Oh, I sure do. <laughs> and it was fun. All right. Uh, yes, it was. All right, listen, stay with us, 866-391-1020, Dollar Bank, Instant Access, KDKRadio.com, or you can text us on the Red Automotive line, the best deal in town. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, always a beautiful day at Janoski's, but especially with weather like we're going to have today. So get out there after 9 o'clock and enjoy Garden Center, Greenhouse, everything that they do. Great tradition, Janoski's. And we're going to give you an opportunity right now to maybe take home a $25 gift certificate if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. But right now, that very special guest with Doug and Jess as the Organic Gardeners continue on KDK Radio. Very excited to welcome John Harrison, Vice President of Marketing for Aspoma, to the show. Jess, we were talking when did your first uh, interaction with Espoma? Oh my gosh, it was Hollytone. Hollytone is like the gateway to Espoma, I think, for so many people. And Hollytone, for me, I mean, when I as soon as I got out of college and started working for a landscaper, I mean, that's what we used to fertilize Holly, everybody's evergreens. And Hollytone wasn't for me, you know. All the families used Hollytone, and in, in, you know, back to the seventies. So, John, welcome to the show. What a joy to be with you both. Thank you so much for having me on your show this morning. Uh, you know, I I would say. Espoma's best known for those granular fertilizers, but boy, I'll tell you what, for the last two years, I've been using your liquid fertilizers that are in concentrate, and I love them, especially for my containers. Well, in 2016, it was a game changer. We put out the three liquid plant foods, start, grow, and bloom, and they're just astounding what they'll do. The uh, the products have uh, very strong microbial content. In other words, they're teeming with microbes, as a friend of ours used to say, or still says, uh, with humic acids and natural proteins. And they just grow big, beautiful plants in containers. They're fabulous. And what also sets them apart is the uh, what we call the easy-dose cap. So you never have to really think about it. The, the cap on the bottle measures the dose for you. You pour it right in your watering can, and you just kind of stand back and let the plants and the plant food get do the work, and uh, the results are phenomenal. I was going to mention that measuring (laughs) cap because before the show, uh, Doug and I were putting some ideas down on paper of questions that we had for you, and I would just like to pass along this message for you to pass along the message to whoever in your company invented that darn cap because it is the coolest yep, thing. Yep. I always have hated getting the, having the special measuring spoon out in the yard and then you'd have to pour the fertilizer into that and then put in the water can. This is so nice because it's the exact dosage. It's like the fluoride you know, mouthwashes that my kid uses. You know they're only getting the right amount and it's genius. I absolutely love it. Well, you're, you're kind to say that. Before... 
Before that, the uh, the interaction with organic plant foods was generally uh, you unscrew the cap, you pour the plant food into the cap to measure it, to put it into your watering can. You get a bunch of the plant food on your hands, and it's probably fish-based, so you end up uh, going through the rest of your week smelling like fish. <laughs> uh, and uh, you're really not sure if you got it right. This just takes all the think out of it. But that's I don't want to dwell too much on the cap. What's in the bottle is critical, too. The plant food is just phenomenal. I have never seen results like I've seen over the last two years in the containers around my deck and patio. Uh, it's just it's just a great, great plant food. I agree. That's what I'm feeding all my containers with. Uh, talk a little bit about this Biotone Starter Plus, because this, uh, <laughs> this is pretty amazing stuff. Well, we uh, we developed Biotone Starter Plus in the maybe 10 years ago now. Maybe it's almost 10 years old. But we took a great all-natural organic plant food. We sprayed our Biotone microbes on it in a uh, in a larger concentration. So again, it's teeming with microbes, and we added mycorrhizal fungi. And that's a uh, a fancy word, but it's a it's a fungi that uh, forms a relationship with plant roots, and it makes plants' roots grow very quickly. So if you have uh, a new planting, you're putting plants down in the landscape, you're buying lots of money, spending lots of money for, for high-value landscape plants. What you want to do is grow that, that constricted root mass very large very quickly so the plant can get through the first, uh, the first summer in drought. And Biotone Starter Plus does that. It's the ultimate starter plant food. There's nothing like it. And that's a granular product that you actually put in the planting hole? It is. It's a granular material you mix with the soil that you backfill the hole with as you're planting, and then the uh, the roots come in contact with the mycorrhizal fungi, and that starts what's called a symbiotic relationship, which which means that it's friendly for both the plant root and the, the fungi, and the result is the plant roots grow very large very quickly, opens up all kinds of channels for uh, water and nutrients to get into that plant more efficiently, and it just grows a big, beautiful plant and also ensures against drought, uh, drought loss uh, in, this, in, this, in the coming summertime. John, how long has Espoma been doing this with all these or, or organic products? Well, the Espoma company started in 1929, so in 2019 we're going to be celebrating our 90th anniversary. We're very excited about that. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I've been using those products since as, as long as we've been gardening, and then Another thing that we talk a lot about on this show is organic lawn care, and that's something that uh, Espoma is part of too, right? Well, yeah. In uh, I guess it was 2011, we developed the Espoma Annual Feeding Program, which was uh, trying to convince people to get away from the pesticide-laden programs. You see, you know, you, you go into the garden center, and it's like, here, buy these four bags, and it's pesticide, 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 pesticide. Now we're trying to say just buy a fertilizer, buy something that's going to grow your lawn, and you can grow your lawn into success just as easily or maybe more easily than you can uh, trying to suppress things from growing. So the Hispoma Annual Feeding Program was developed to help people grow great lawns without uh, all kinds of control products and pesticides, and uh, it's available in garden centers today. One thing that I found interesting uh, at the Espoma website was uh, the video stuff there to show people how these products work. Well, you know, in the new age, people want to go online and they want to be inspired. So 
uh, we've uh, tried to develop lots of video content to show people how to be successful in the garden. It's, uh, it's a three-dimensional interactive type thing, and you can go in and, and see all kinds of projects that we've done. We just put up one, which is astounding, uh, one about growing strawberries in um, cylinders. So they look like wind chimes hanging in the garden. They hang up, and, and uh, they look literally like wind chimes. You can have a hanging strawberry garden. It's just it's really inspirational, and uh, if, if nothing else, we hope we're giving people ideas about how they can, how they can uh, be successful in their gardening efforts. John, thank you so much for joining the show. For more information about Espoma, just go to their website. It's www.espoma.com. And as we said, we've been using those products since we started gardening, mm-hmm. and that is good stuff for your garden. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. Well, you know what they say. She knows it all. That's Denise Schreiber. She's a grower, horticulturist, and our garden goddess. Denise, how are you this morning? Well, I was hoping, you know, the weather we had yesterday would stick around for, oh, I don't know. Ever? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm done with you know, the cold, the snow, the rain. I realize there's parts of the country that really need rain. I'd gladly pack it up and ship it to them. <laughs> I concur. And my poor friend who lives in Minneapolis, they got like a foot of snow yesterday. So, yeah. Well, Jess was working in the garden all day yesterday. What about you? I was, too. Um, I was weeding again. Um, I didn't get a chance to cut down some ornamental grasses, so I was doing that. But... What I really want to talk about, we were talking about basil. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a seed variety called Eleonora from Johnny's Seeds that has intermediate resistance to the basil downy mm. mildew. But Proven Winners um, has a new basil. It's not going to be out this year. It's going to be out next year. That's a vegetative basil, but it is totally resistant to the basil downy mildew. Wow, that's a breakthrough, boy. Yeah, because I know, you know, I struggle with it every year. And I was talking to, her name's Dr. Marjorie Doctory, and she is kind of the guru of the fungus world. She studies fungus. And um, she was telling me that while they're making a lot of, you know, headways in it, actually they... uh, said the best thing to do if you are growing basil, and I grow mine on my deck in the saddle boxes mm-hmm. because it stays much cleaner and it's easier to, you know, oh, I need some basil, run out and grab it. But you want to get it started early. You want to get it out there and, you know, harvest it because you are probably going to, you know, get the mildew and start over. So it's a good thing that if you're um, maybe starting uh, succession cropping of basil that you'll actually be able to keep it all summer. When in fact, when it rains, I'm able to actually take my deck boxes off and put them underneath a cover when I know that we're going to have, you know, 28 days of straight rain. Mm-hmm. And that way it's still getting light, it's still getting the temperatures, but the foliage is actually staying dry, which is the key thing. You want to keep the foliage dry, keep the roots watered. All right, Mrs. Know-it-all, thank Excellent you very much. Good advice, stuff and interesting always. information. That's exciting. Hey, let's talk to Franklin. Hey, Franklin, good morning. Welcome to KDK Radio. Good morning. What's what? on your mind? I've got some goji plants, G-O, 
mm-hmm. gay eye plants, and I bought them, and they shipped them in here, and they was about an inch and a half high, and uh, that's about a month ago, and I put them in potting soil, and uh, they don't grow. Uh, they're still about an inch and a half high. Mm-hmm. They're not dead, but they're. Um, I, I looked on the internet, and they said to fertilize them with uh, um, rose food. Mm-hmm. So I put some rose, uh, uh, Miracle Grow rose on there, and uh, nothing's happening. Do you have any suggestions on what I should do to get these to grow? My suggestion is that you be patient. Huh. Goji bears are not super fast growing, but when they're really young like that, they this weather is not cooperating. This growing conditions, this is not great weather to and conducive to growth. So once we start to get warm weather, make sure they have a nice spot outside. And they will grow. They will grow throughout the season. I don't give They're up on weed. them. Just be patient. Yes. They found them growing in the actual in the median strip of the Audubon. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. I talked to wow. somebody from Proven Winners about uh, goji berries years ago, and that was uh, one of the the varieties was just found growing in the median. So once it gets going, once it gets hot. You'll never get rid of that goji berry. And you'll <laughs> they're have, good, though. Oh, they're, they're good, good for you, too. Yes, they yeah. are. All they right. Make you look beautiful, too. The, the beautiful people use goji berries as some kind of treatment to look young. Hmm. Who knew? Yeah. I, I need a whole lot of goji berries. <laughs> yeah, like an entire Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Next stop, the, the local funeral director. <laughs> Try some of this on them. All right, let's go to uh, Marianne in Wexford. Hey, Marianne, welcome to KDK Radio. Well, good morning. I have a question about pencil point junipers. Why are the needles all turning brown? Ooh, okay, well, first of all, where do you have it planted? How old is it and how big is it? Oh, uh, let's see. It's about three foot, four foot high, I think. And it's near a sunny, uh, sunny part. And it's about three years old, two or three years old. And they were beautiful. They were beautiful. Okay. Are they only browning at the base of the plant, or is it browning all the way up to the top? All the way up. All the way up to the top. Okay. And it is not under the eave of the house or somewhere else that would keep it from getting water all winter long? No. No, they're not under the eave. No. They're okay. just out from... They're, they're a little bit beyond the eaves. Okay, okay, because that's usually something we worry about with foundation plantings. People plant them under the eaves of the house, and then they wonder why they die, because they just... Yeah, so my worry always with junipers, including the sky pencil juniper, is that there is a blight that is easily spread on pruning equipment. And so if, ah. if you had a landscaper or you yourself had pruned a juniper that had this blight and then moved over to that juniper, it spreads really quickly. Typically, the blight like that you'll see on one branch and then another branch versus overall browning like you're having. But if somebody did with like a shear, you know, a hedge trimmer or something like that, yeah, that would definitely spread that pathogen. And once those junipers have it, there's nothing that you can do about it, What would be the, the best way to... Uh identify that to be sure exactly what it is. I'd actually... JB Tree Guy come? You could have a tree care company come. Um, You could also send a tissue sample, which would be just a sample of that stem to the Penn State Plant Pathology Lab, and you can just Google Penn State Plant Disease Lab, and they'll tell you how to package the sample and send that off, and that would confirm it. But when you see overall browning like that on a juniper, it's never a good sign. Yeah. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. 
News Radio 1020, Katie. All right, listen, from Murraysville today, South Hills, Cool Springs next Saturday, and in between, something else next weekend, Old Economy Village. You're going to have a chance to get up close and personal with this guy, Doug Oster. That's right. Today I'll be at the Murraysville Home Show at 2 p.m. talking gardening and giving away lots of free seeds courtesy of John Sheeper's Kitchen Garden Seeds. The next Saturday, all day at Old Economy Village, it's just an all-day of garden speakers talking about container gardening, wild edibles, hops and brewing, yeast and hops, and then a great garden tour of Old Economy. The whole thing's only 50 bucks. Next Saturday, you get three meals out of the deal, and I'm going to cook for you for a big party in the afternoon. Go to Old Economy dot com to find out all the up sorry old economy org to find out all the information so you're gonna work in the garden today or you're gonna take it easy i gotta drive to new jersey today oh, so i will get to be on the turnpike are you all speaking day. in new jersey i am yeah tomorrow wow. so i will uh i will unfortunately not which is why i spent such an intensive day in the garden yesterday because i knew i wouldn't get out there today and i'm gonna make sure that uh, the deer did not get into my vegetable garden and good luck close that gate up again <laughs> So I hope everything's okay. Boy, the peas are looking good, I'll tell you that. And that's a great thing. And so are the cues. Oh, peas and cues. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 